welcome everyone to a new episode of On The Rise. My name is Vishal Yabish. On The Rise features top tier founders and innovators to talk about their journeys and motivations to help inspire the next generation of leaders. Today, we're joined by Christopher Cho. Christopher is a member of UC Berkeley's Management, Entrepreneurship and Technology program, which allows students to attain dual degrees in both engineering and business. The MET program has roughly a one to 2% acceptance rate. He's won numerous hackathons and competitions at the intersection of technology and business, and has published research papers on the use of machine learning and AI to help solve problems with, such as climate change. Hi, Christopher. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Let's dive right in. Would you mind sharing more about your background and a few of the machine learning research projects that you've done? Yeah, sure. So I'm Chris. I'm studying electrical engineering and computer science, as well as business through uh, UC Berkeley's MET program and some of the like the extracurricular activities that I'm really interested in and like am actively participating in include uh, machine learning research as well as uh, uh, participating at hackathons and touching upon kind of the machine learning research projects that I'm currently working on. Um, there's kind of two of them. First is in natural language processing where we're working on um, working on product manager kind of survey responses. There's around so my professor works with around like 350 uh product managers and they all have uh kind of different responses about how to improve customer empathy how to improve kind of experimentation how to improve uh, abstract conceptualization so like there's different things that product managers want to be able to work on and a lot of it comes in text form so they say like oh i want to improve customer empathy by doing like focus group research or like interviews things like that and we have to be able to kind of um mine or not only mine all that text, but also kind of process the text and kind of create actionable insights from the data. But as you can think about it, like text can mean a lot of different things. So being able to kind of extract insights from that text is kind of difficult. So that's what we're working on right now. And yeah, it's been uh, quite a ride. Like uh, we first used like some unsupervised learning approaches. It's been uh, kind of difficult, like we would cluster it, but then like right now we're kind of moving more towards uh, supervised learning. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dynamic kind of um, work because I have to be able to kind of first process the data and then like uh, process the data, find some like outputs and then see if the output's correct and then kind of uh, test and iterate. And yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, beyond kind of natural language processing, I'm also working on computer vision. And uh, this computer vision project is focused on optimizing uh, autonomous vehicles in unstructured stochastic intersections. I know th those were just like a bunch of big words, but first I'll try to paint out like the problem and kind of like what we're using as kind of like our solution. So the problem right now is a lot of like autopilots such as like Tesla's uh, require uh, seeing like signals or seeing like stop signs, things like that. But a lot of places such as rural China doesn't have like these stop signs or they don't have like these signals anymore. And basically a lot of these intersections, they require like the cars to kind of just like uh, the, the human to kind of know how to drive, right? And, but then, Right now, our autonomous vehicles are not really good in those areas. So we have to develop uh, the autonomous vehicle to be able to kind of sense the environment by itself and kind of uh, plan an optimal trajectory uh, on top of that. So and like corners yeah, and things. Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, that one's also uh, pretty interesting. It involves a lot of different fields in terms of like computer vision to be able to kind of detect cars uh, as well as robotics in, in terms of like controlling the car. But yeah, I work mostly with computer vision. But yeah, those were kind of the two main fields I was working in. Cool. It's really interesting. 
So as we were talking about before the podcast started, how do you identify topics for the projects that you work on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the number one way that I enjoy like kind of uh, identifying problems to kind of solve in the world is kind of identify the pain points that number one, I have or either my friends or families have. So when it came to like uh, a couple of hackathons, uh, my first one uh, where I competed in like Sigma hacks, uh, what I found was like a lot of the times we would eat food that um, we didn't want to end up like eating and like we didn't really know or like we were too lazy to kind of look at the food labels and things like that so uh, I created an app where you can kind of just scan a food label and it tells you what are the harmful ingredients and uh, we kind of streamlined that process so that was kind of one pain point uh, another one which is quite recent is uh, I actually recently came to like UC Berkeley and I ate at like the dining hall and it was like really bad and we realized one of the main issues was there's a lack of like transparency in the uh, dining hall and basically what would happen is I would look at the menu online and then I would go in person and it would be two different things either that or it'd be like raw and like uncooked uh, and it was just it was just not a pleasant experience so basically uh, at CalHacks which was like around two months ago uh, my team and I created this like Yelp for the dining hall type of thing where um, users on there would be able to kind of like real time be able to uh, put comments put posts put images of like the food and things like that you would be able to kind of see like the waiting times things like that and we're trying to just improve and streamline the entire like dining hall experience as a whole so when it comes to like identifying problems i would definitely kind of introspectively look at like yourself look at your life like what are the problems and how can you like optimize uh your life to become like better and yeah um beyond that if you can't find any problems like in your life probably look at like friends and families and see what they're facing and kind of uh, do some like I guess uh, focus group kind of like research in terms of that and yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you start with machine learning and work your way downwards or did you mm -hmm. build your way up? Yeah um, I would definitely say um, I took like more of a bottom-up approach actually when I was young I didn't even know what machine learning was I didn't know what machine learning was until like I was uh, maybe like freshman or sophomore of high school so I definitely started with just like data structures and algorithms and then uh, after learning it from like my dad and stuff. Uh, and then I think, oh yeah, it was first Python and then I learned like Java and I started competing in like competitive programming through uh, Yusako. And, uh, and then after that, um, I realized there was like a certain like limit when it came to um, conventional programming or like not a limit in terms of like an intrinsic limit or if for me, I was just like, I wasn't like super interested in the algorithms because I wanted to create like products that kind of impact society. And I was like, some of the problems got like very like mathy and I was like, sure, it's like really fun to solve problems. But I also want to be able to like solve problems through products that other people can use, right? I want to see other people being able to like benefit from what I create. And it was from that moment, which is around like sophomore year that I started competing in hackathons. So it, I feel like it was really important to first create kind of like the programming base uh, through uh, kind of learning data structures and algorithms. And through that base, I was able to kind of expand and learn other technologies much more quickly. And in terms of like what I learned in terms of technologies, I first learned like Flask, which is um, kind of like a backend for uh, using python and after learning that i learned some like website things such as uh html css javascript and then uh yeah it's kind of like a rabbit hole so basically you kind of look at like uh the website development things like that and then you keep learning more and more so after flask i learned like more things in terms of like react frameworks uh i learned um node learned like database stuff and then that was more like front end things and a front end and like website and like full stack things like that and then there's another side, which is more like the data science side. So first, um, I recognized that it was important to not only be able to make kind of a website, 
that people can use, but you actually have, you like most of the time, good websites are ones that are like backed by data, ones that can kind of personalize the experience for the user. And if you need data, then you have to be able to process that data. And I realized that if I want to be able to process that data, then I have to learn data science. So yeah, then I went to like more of the data science field, things like that. So yeah, in terms of like programming, I would definitely uh, identify like the area that like you're broadly interested in, but then first build up on, definitely build up on the basics first, because if you can't build up on the basics, then when you look at difficult concepts, you're not going to really understand it. So um, I think the number one thing is when learning a difficult concept is what happens is you read a difficult concept, but then the difficult concept is based on other difficult concepts. And then those are based on more difficult concepts. So it's like, in a sense, it's really hard to learn a difficult concept until you learn like the basics. So yeah, in terms of uh, a roadmap, I would definitely say start with the basics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what resources did you use to further your understanding of machine learning and programming in general? And what would be your advice for students looking to dive deeper into this topic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to machine learning and data science, um, especially, I would say some good resources um, would definitely be Medium articles. Medium or like towards data science has like some really good articles. Uh, in terms of like learning the concepts and I would complement like all of the like theoretical things that Medium teaches you with more of the projects that come from uh, things like Kaggle, uh, which has like contests on like building the best like machine learning model on like to solve certain problems. Uh, I competed in, I think one of them was a Jane Street like uh, market kind of prediction contest. I also uh, competed in one which is like a cassava leaf, which is more computer vision. Uh, kind of classification kind of question. So there's a lot of different things on Kaggle, which are really nice for like data science and machine learning. And, and then I would complement that, of course, with the Medium articles. And then uh, when it comes to like debugging code, of course, Stack Overflow is like the best. Um, when it comes to learning uh, like the newest technologies, what are the problems being solved? I would look at uh, Google Scholar and kind of look at the top conferences. So some conferences that I like to keep up, to, keep up with include um, uh, CVPR, which stands for Computer Vision Pattern Recognition. That's like the number one like CS conference, which is really good for um, data science. Another one is Triple AI, which is another like top conference. And the reason why uh, reading like, or you don't have to really understand a research paper, but at least kind of read like the abstract and kind of under uh, like kind of understand what at least what problem is trying to solve. So yeah, keeping up with that is uh, pretty important. And that's why I think AI is so exciting. It's like such a new field, or not like super new, but like. Um, it definitely is a field that is constantly evolving and is really dynamic. So it's really cool to be able to like, at least like each year, you're gonna be able to kind of see like improvements and kind of learn more about the uh, newest technologies. Oh, another good resource on YouTube is, uh, the uh, it's called Two Minute Papers. It basically distills papers down to like, um, kind of their finished result and kind of what problem they're solving, which was uh, really cool. Um, some other resources, I think YouTube in general is a uh, pretty good, a resource but yeah I think when it comes to learning machine learning and like data science or anything in general I think it's really important to first identify the resources but I think it's also equally important to not kind of um, be so focused on the resource that you don't focus on like the time you spend on the resources like it's not it, it's really important to have good resources but you don't have to keep optimizing that I think uh, it's really important to just start start learning and yeah mm -hmm. And going back to what you were saying earlier, machine learning is such a new field and we're seeing like new applications in a variety of like sectors, such as the self-driving cars you were mentioning earlier, energy, medicine, engineering, and even mathematics. What applications do you see achieving more traction and seeing more innovation in the next several years? Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. In terms of like just like AI and machine learning or um, like just technology as a whole? Like specifically machine learning. Specifically machine learning. Um, let me think. There, there's so many. I'm trying to like kind of think about uh, what are like kind of like the top, uh, like the top one I was thinking about. Um, I'd say like one that is definitely huge would be, um, I think the metaverse in general, kind of the metaverse and kind of the machine learning behind um, that and being able to, oh, one, one that I saw was also pretty cool was um, Chick-fil-A is using machine learning to kind of detect how long uh, fried chicken should be in like the uh, oil, which is pretty cool. So right now, yeah, I just read about this. It was just interesting. It probably might not be like the number one, like most important thing, but I think it's just that interesting to kind of like talk about. You don't really hear this uh, that often, but yeah, Chick-fil-A is uh, right now they're using like a black box and they kind of like each uh, server needs to press like exactly when the fried chicken was there. And then they have to like, um, I guess, go check it out. But yeah, right now they're using like computer vision to try to like detect how long they put their fried chicken there for and then like instantly like kind of take it out. So yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. Um, not sure if that's the number one most important thing, but yeah, that, that one is definitely an interesting one. Um, yeah, metaverse in general and like any like AI in terms of that, I think is pretty huge. Um, I think technological trends in AI, I think also another huge one is definitely uh, deep fakes. Even though it's like not like, it's definitely ethically like a uh, worrisome, I think uh, deep fakes uh, and like just video processing in general is getting like so much better. Um, as well as like just computer graphics, we're able to kind of, uh, one huge thing was I read a research paper on like reinforcement learning on uh, building agents that can like fight each other and stuff and kind of learning human movements, uh, which is pretty cool. And like the, the implications of that is once you can learn like human movements in like a software standpoint, then you're gonna be able to kind of build that on top of like hardware and then like your robots are gonna be better, right? So yeah, I think, uh, robots in general is pretty interesting and kind of reinforcement learning to kind of help with that. So yeah, in general, like AI, I can't really like think about like one huge one, but there is it's definitely a field that's like um, really like expanding and like, I think every technology is like pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that answer was hilarious. So to close this out, one final question, what would be your advice for aspiring engineers and software developers? Um, aspiring engineers and software developers, I'd say my number one tip is definitely uh, kind of find like what you're passionate about. I feel like this is like really like corny, but like um, I think it's definitely true. Like if you're like really like passionate about like one part of like uh, software, I think you should definitely like hone in your skills like on that thing. So I think it's really important to also like if you're like a software engineer to also be able to kind of uh, take in like different like resources and kind of understand uh, different like fields. So for me, I knew that I really liked like uh, artificial intelligence. I really like machine learning, things like that. But I also realized that with just that knowledge, it gets like really like technical, but I want to be able to create products, right? Like my end goal, I was really passionate about creating products. But if I just focused on my coding knowledge, that uh, like that's not like feasible because even though you can code something, it's really important to know, understand how to scale it, how to like deliver it to the people who need it the most, right? So I feel like uh, as programmers, you have to really understand like both like the technical side, but also like the business side of things where you really understand like what problem you're solving, who's your customer and kind of how to scale that in general and being able to find like number one, like what you're passionate about, like what problem you want to be able to solve and kind of go out there and really like solve uh, that problem is really important. And I think uh, another thing is definitely uh, consistency. 
uh, being able to kind of work on like your craft, work on like learning every day is really important. I feel like uh, for me, at least I try not, to, or like, I don't really like have any like off days in general, like in because I just love what I do. Like, I don't want to have an off day at this point because uh, I just like learning like so much. I love kind of, I have this goal in mind and I want to be able to kind of solve that, you know, uh, problem and I want to be able to create products in general. So if you're really passionate about it, like you're not going to have like bad days in general because you get to do what you love every day. And that's really important. But yeah, first find what you're passionate about. And number two, being able to kind of integrate different parts of your life into like that thing that you're passionate about and kind of see different things from different perspectives is really important. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time. This has been great. Mm -hmm. No problem. Thanks everyone for joining us. See, stay tuned for my next episode and see you all soon. Bye. Thank you.